What's up, everybody? We are back. Welcome to Real Chronicles, brought to you by RealTalking.com. I'm your host, David. I am joined with today, Ryan. I am vengeance. I am the knight. I am fat man. <laughs> <laughs> um, definitely a twist. I did not see that coming. <laughs> and Leo. Yeah, no, no clever uh, tagline for me this morning. I'm actually pretty impressed that Ryan found a way to do this. <laughs> yeah, so same here. Uh, so today, by Ryan's little quote we are actually leaving sports and i never want to talk about sports again uh after uh, last week i yeah. i am done with sports until the nba finals when the brooklyn nets take on the los angeles lakers god willing and i don't want to talk about sports anymore so we are actually going back to what we know best comic books and superheroes <laughs> so today we are going to look at the top 15 at Ryan's request, top yeah. 15 comic book animated films and top five worst comic book animated films. I had a great time with this, and I am going to just preface this by saying that I am like 95% DC movies. Yes. 99 oh. here. <laughs> yeah. I think I may be 99, actually, right, too. So uh, nothing against Marvel animated movies. They're just not good. <laughs> So before we get into that, let's get into the news of the week. Now, this is this is a bit of old news, but I did not touch on it last week. So Christopher Nolan is rumored to be cutting ties with Warner Brothers. I will kick it off with Ryan. Are you surprised after his comments? Not at all. Like, I, I felt like this was already a done deal with him being done, to be honest with you. Yeah, I agree. Leo? Yeah, similar, similar. I mean, it, it just it, it feels like he's 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 outgrown it, maybe, and it's like, yeah, it, it makes sense. Yeah. So the reason I wanted to bring this up was I was curious where he lands because he has his production company company Syncopy, but obviously he needs a distribution. I am thinking Disney won't get him because Disney no. really doesn't do his types of movies. I am thinking that Universal is going to pay a lot of money to grab him, and I think I'm thinking Sony. You're thinking Sony. You think Sony has that much money, right? Maybe. <laughs> they're they're still making money off that Spider Verse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, but it would be it would be it would be interesting. I mean, it really doesn't matter. It's just whoever gets him gets the benefit of having his films distrib- distributed by them so it would be interesting to see where he en- ends up uh next bit of news sucks shows why some things should not be touched and i hope that ryan and leo agree with me lee daniels the wonder years reboot yeah. is moving forward to abc ryan why <laughs> yeah why <laughs> yeah I... there's no need for this <sighs> leo need any time but yeah no i i saw i saw this on uh on our friends uh, our friend jc's uh yep um on his instagram account and uh, I mean, it's, it's exhausting dude can't people just come up with fresh new material instead of just rehashing old stuff 
it, that's what pisses me off is there's people every day coming up with new stuff. There are screenwriters everywhere coming up with new stuff. But these assholes and big corporations, producers just want to rehash old stuff. I do want to I do want to add to that. Like, I love the Wonder Years. You love the Wonder Years. You mm-hmm. guys, you both do. But don't you feel it's a pro a, like a product of its time? I don't know anyone young that's like has a nostalgic feel for the Wonder Years. I don't know anyone young that watches the Wonder Years. So it's it's not like it's like full on streaming like a Netflix darling or anything along those lines. So it's an odd choice. Like if they said the Golden Girls are coming back, I get it because the Golden Girls are like everywhere. But mm-hmm. this this seems like an odd choice. I don't. I'm not on board. I won't be watching. It's just. It's it's ridiculous, like you said, so, Rye. It's, it's, so, Dave, it's kind of it's, it's so exactly what you just said, right? I think that's the part that pisses me off the most. Like, this can be if you went to a, a TV studio and you're like, "Hey, let me pitch a show of a coming of age story, and it's going to be narrated by the kid as an older adult." Don't even mention the Wonder Years. Just mention what the premise of this show is. Like, okay, I can maybe get behind it. It's kind of like the Wonder Years, but. Why the hell do you have to attach the tape, the title to it? Yep. Just make it something different, right? Do whatever creative liberties you want to take to it. If you want to change it up a little, fantastic. But like, don't put the same title as the original. Like, distance yourself. Make it more original. Like, I would be cool with watching a a a revamp show that's kind of like Doogie Howser. Just don't call it Doogie Howser. Or a revamp show of like four elderly women, like you mentioned, sitting around and just funny, funny sitcom. Like the Golden Girls, but just don't be the Golden Girls. Yep, it's, it's so annoying. And honestly, the now fact the that it, oh, oh no, sorry. Before before you go, right? I think it's more. Um, it's kind of ironic that ABC is the one that took this since they already have a family sitcom with a voiceover. It's called the Goldbergs. Mm-hmm. So and and it's been running for eight seasons, soon to be nine. I assume. I I'm just like shocked. But what were you say, right? Now, like, see, I don't mind say Saved by the Bell. And I just hope with the Wonder Years, they don't mess up the theme song like they did on Saved by the Bell. See, oh, well, I, uh, <laughs> kudos to you for bringing that up. Uh, but the thing with Saved by the Bell, which I find endearing, is that at least Saved by the Bell is a sequel. This is not. Yes. This is a straight like up Girl remake. World yep. Or, or yeah. like, yeah, those sequels, I'm, I'm, I'm a little softer on the stance for sequels because they, if done correctly, you still pay homage to the source material, but you're not trying to just grab the same crowd. Yep. Um, you're growing with it, but yeah, just complete revamps or reboots where you're just trying to like just yeah, I don't know. I'm yeah, it's, it. it's funny because I was thinking of the um, the the uh, girl meets world and just say by the bell and the fact that I'm just a fan of big even uni- Cobra Kai to an extent. Well, yeah, Cobra Kai is another great example. I just love universes, so the fact mm-hmm. that a, a sequel series actually just expands the universe is pretty awesome. So the fact that this is happening is like eh, whatever. I'm sure it'll have some popularity when it opens up for like old folks, but the three of us are out. Uh, next bit of news. Uh, I, and I have an assumption of what movie he may be in. Kevin Feige confirms rumors of Jim Carrey joining the MCU. Yeah. So I'm just going to tell you what I think. And then you guys can chime in guardians of the galaxy three. Does anyone have any other idea and where, where he can be in? Right. <sighs> the only other thing I can think of is Dr. Strange. Okay. Leo, what about you? Yeah, pretty spot on. I mean, the only thing, my only concern with, with uh, well, maybe Thor. 
Thor. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's good one. Yeah, because that's so they more have of a... Christian Bale signed on for that one. So I'm like, Christian Bale and Jim Carrey joining the cast would be. I mean, it would be fantastic, but like, it's a lot. Two generations <laughs> of Batman movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one great one. One not so great one. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's interesting. You you make a good point with uh, Thor because Thor is more comedy now than straight up drama action so i i can see that with taika writing i could or it could also be we may be over overestimating what it may be it may be something small like sylvester stallone in guardians so that that it should be interesting to see what happens there uh next bit of news the mighty ducks sets a march release date now did you guys get a chance to catch the newest trailer this week i did not yeah dude yeah (laughs) I just love the fact that the ducks are now the hawks. Yep. Like there, there's no going back. Like the ducks are now the hawks, and I'm just curious at what, who's coming back? Because I know we're getting cameos now. We spoke about Ad- Adam Banks last week, Leo. Do you think? Yes. Do you think he's coming back on this show? And he's like a a guy that just couldn't couldn't make it in the pros because of injuries. Do you think it's gonna uh... happen? Uh, well, do you know anything of his personal life? Do you know if he's like, if, if, is it like Goldberg where he had like a rough, rough like adulthood? Did anything happen to the actor? <laughs> I will look it up while you while you think what you feel about uh, this. Yeah, because I, I think so. I think I think this. So it's funny. We just talked about like how like reboots and just starting everything. I think Disney has really got, got, gotten into like a really good flow about like continuing and expanding their universes of their younger properties like i think mighty ducks could do really really well and i think they're going to treat treat it exactly how netflix treated um cobra kai or how youtube treated cobra kai where like it's gonna be a new its own entity but you're gonna have a lot of like easter eggs for those eagle-eyed fans and it's possibly gonna i'm already thinking it's gonna do well it's gonna go into season two and i think that season two may be a little bit more of like the cameo yeah i know i agree with you and he has not acted since 2010 so we shall see. I if um Joshua Jackson is not in here, then that's 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 a problem. That's a problem. Yeah, that, that would just be his own ego, not trying to be known for something that made him literally a a, a household name. Yeah, don't say that, Leo. To some, it's uh, Doss, it's the creek. <laughs> the creek. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I'm excited for this ride. When you get a chance, definitely check out the trailer because it is it'll hype you up. We'll do. All right, next bit of news. I haven't talked about this stuff on here too much. I usually save it for the Cinephile Roundtable. But uh, with the announcements this week of National Board of Review 2020 and AFI's Top 10 of the Year, I kind of wanted to touch base with you guys since it's been a while since we touched on anything Oscar-related to run through these winners and just to see what you guys have seen this year from this list. So I'm actually going to start with MBR. It's not too long. So uh, best film went to the five bloods. Okay. I haven't seen it yet. Actually. I haven't seen it yet. It's best director went to Spike Lee for the five bloods. Okay. Did that kind of, okay. That's, that's so, what I've been hearing. So that's what makes sense. So it's very, uh, you know, my, you know my statistic whoring thing that I love doing, whether I'm right or wrong. Um, this is doesn't really mean anything. The movie-winning picture win, means something. I've been talking about this uh, off the line to like guys that the, the folks that really uh, love talking Oscars, and 
I've been saying that the Five Bloods is picking up a lot of steam. Then this happens this week. It's a, it's a good sign. And I think I've said this last year when we, I talked about it more. And here, you know how politics have to do with. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going to win Best Picture this year. <laughs> I don't. Really? Yeah, I don't. I I have no idea. I think it's one of the situations where if the election went the way we all dreaded it would have gone, um, I think Judas and the Black Messiah would have was going or Defy Bloods are guaranteed to win Best Picture because it's the angriest movie. It's one of those movies that like really details the time in the world we live in. But what helps the five bloods is that when the movie came out was during the riots. And there is a scene at the end, which spike has gone on record and said that he filmed even before that deals with riots. So it's like, it's like it was, it captures a moment in 2020 that we were, that we were living with. It's also exceptionally, well made. I don't know if I've ever told you a little bit about it. So like Delroy Lindo, who is phenomenal. I think he's getting lead actor nomination. He plays a Vietnam vet who is a Trump supporter. And he wears a MAGA hat the entire movie. Oh, wow. Yeah. It, his performance is incredible. Incredible. And it has one of the most tense scenes I've seen all year, including anything I've seen this year so far. So definitely happy for the Five Bloods. Best best actor, Riz Ahmed for The Sound of Metal. Now, Sound of Metal is on Amazon for you guys, if you guys are curious. So Sound of Metal, how can I best describe this? It's a movie about a drummer in a rock and roll band who's going deaf. And Riz Ahmed is incredible because pretty much the whole movie is just like how he's dealing with that change and him learning yeah. sign language all that fun stuff not well not fun stuff but like all that serious stuff um his performance is great best actress carrie mulligan promising young woman you know how much i love that movie uh Absolutely. best supporting actor went to paul racy for sound of metal uh mm-hmm. best supporting actress went to yung ju young for minari which is a very 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 good movie uh best adaptive screenplay with the paul greengrass for news of the world i don't see that being anything uh best original screenplay went to lee isaac chung for minari breakthrough performance went to Sidney flanagan for never rarely sometimes always uh best directorial directorial debut shannon godfrey miss juneteenth don't think uh you guys have ever even heard of that but it's it's solid stuff (laughs) best animated feature this i definitely know you've heard of soul just it it, just prepare for a sweep like this is over like it it hasn't even started and it's over already Uh, the mbr icon award went to chadwick boseman best documentary Uh, went to time mbr freedom of expression award went to one night in miami uh best ensemble went to the five bloods now their top films which they have 10 here. First Cow. I just purchased that. I'm dreading watching it. <laughs> Why? This director is, her films are, when I mean snail speed, they are, I I wouldn't even recommend it to anyone because they're just so slow. So I'm like super dreading it. Uh, the 40-year-old version, that's on Netflix. Judas and the Black Messiah, which HBO needs to get on their game and send me the goddamn screener already. Uh, <laughs> the Midnight Sky, I don't know how this movie got on here. It's on Netflix. That's the George Clooney movie. That's on Netflix. I don't like it. It's not good. Uh, Minari's great. News of the World, it's fine. Uh, Nomadland is fantastic. Uh, Promising Young Woman, Soul, and Sound the Meadow. Now, Nomadland, you guys should be on the lookout because... 
of the fact that he, the director of No Man Land directed uh, The Eternals. Mm. And her movies are very slow paced and very character development driven. So I'm very curious what they do for um Eternals. For the Eternals. Because I think that's a movie that you kinda need character development because we're just getting introduced to these people for the first time. Now I'm wondering, Leo, you do you know much about the Eternals? No, not at all. Eternals is kind of I'm going into it pretty much exactly how I went to Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, where I'm, I'm like I feel like I know I've I've maybe seen some of the names as I'm reading other stuff, but I don't know much about any of the characters. All right. And then finishing up with AFI's top 10 movies of the year, The Five Bloods, Judas and the Black Messiah, Ma, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, which you saw Leo, yeah. uh Mank, I think I'm the only one that has seen that. Uh Minari Nomadland, One Night in Miami, Soul, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago 7. Oh, that's a good one, yeah. So all of these movies are accessible now. For the most part, everything is on is streaming, except Judas and the Black Messiah, which will be on HBO in about two weeks. Uh, everything else should be easily accessible. So if you guys interested, this looks like it could be the majority of the Oscar 10 players yeah, yeah so that's uh, like the okay promising young woman is the only one here that's not on this list that i suspect will will be in best picture when when the nominations come out in like a month and a half and then to finish off afi television leo you're our television guru here <laughs> i need you to help me on some of these things better call saul everyone's seen better call saul right nice yeah. B- bridgerton did you finally see it Finished it, started it. Uh, it is, I think you said it last week, and I can confirm it is like Downton Abbey meets Gossip Girl. Right up Ryan's alley. Why is that my alley? <laughs> <laughs> the Crown. I haven't watched The Crown because I just wanted to finish. I just need to finish, and I'm going to r- run through it. I have... fantastic, fantastic performances, fantastic storytelling. I'm a big fan of The Crown. The Good Lord Bird. I don't know. I have never heard of that. Writing it down. <laughs> uh, Lovecraft Country. It's uh so from what I've heard, it's a little weirder than what I'm used to. But after Twin Peaks, is anything really weirder no, than what I'm used to? It, see, <laughs> the benefit of watching Twin Peaks is that nothing will ever be weirder than Twin Peaks. It, it's it's so wonderful. Agree. Absolutely agree. Like I, I, I posted a a like a little meme that that I found online yesterday, and I sent it to the guys on our Real Talk Instagram about like. Marvel fans being confused with WandaVision and Twin Peaks fans with that Leo laughing face from uh, Django and Change. Like, there's nothing weirder than Twin Peaks, so everything everything's easy now. Um, the Mandalorian, well-deserved. Uh, Mrs. America, I haven't seen that. Queen's Gambit, the best fucking television show of 2020. Have you guys seen the Queen's Gambit? Amazing. Oh, Ryan, you'll, you'll want to start playing chess. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like I know nothing. Like I can I can I think Leo will agree with me. I don't think I've ever been more interested in chess and still not know how to play chess. Yeah, like there's there's scenes in that in that show that make you feel like you're watching a Rocky training montage. Yep. Where it's like I just want to do this. <laughs> and she makes and like when she makes moves during the game I don't know what the fuck she did, but in my head, I'm like, of course she did. Of course that's the right thing. <laughs> you like, fucking go. It took the rook. It all makes sense. Exactly. Uh, Ted Lasso, which I just started this week, and it is fantastic. Like, it is absolutely fantastic. And Unorthodox, that's a Netflix show. Uh, Leo, have you seen that yet? 
so I'm at the at the risk of getting a whole bunch of groans and stuff. I'm not a huge fan of Sudeikis, so no. Oh no. Well, yeah. neither am I. Okay, so neither am I. But Ted Lasso is about an American, uh, an American that goes to London and becomes a soccer coach for their. For yeah, their I, I, I think it's an SNL character. If yes, I'm not mistaken, I think. But yeah, it's yeah. it's fun. It's fun. Like I I think if you can. Look past him. I think you have a good time with it. And then an AFI special award actually went to Hamilton because Hamilton is wonderful. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, Next up, I will probably talk about Golden Globe nominations and SAG next week. But last bit of news before we get into what we watched. Uh, Ryan, can you key the music? Snyder time. Snyder time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Zack Snyder's Justice League is going to release on March 18th and I have already emailed for a screener. I I wanted I want you guys to know that how happy I am this is finally coming out that it's almost over. <laughs> is it and, almost over? Is it almost over, David? Is this just not the beginning? <laughs> you're right because I think the rest I think the rest of 2021 will be Snyder stand stinking is the greatest thing since sliced bread and us realists telling them it's not. Um I'm just I'm but also oh, jokes aside, I'm glad it's over. I'm glad like this aspect of it it's over. We can finally see it. We can come on here and say how wrong we were that it was actually good, or we can come on here and say how right we were. Um did you notice that it's on a Thursday, not a Friday? No, I didn't I did notice. not. Well, I mean as the as the pandemic has taught us, I don't even know what day of the week it is now, <laughs> to be honest. So So I think and you guys may think I'm wrong, just let me know what you guys think. I'm thinking it's dropping Thursday because I think HBO knows no one's sitting down for four hours. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not, and I'm gonna try. I am gonna try. I'm gonna start it like at six o'clock that Thursday, and I'm gonna just try to get through everything because I want to <laughs> review it. If I get a screener early, I watch it, and I'll try to sit down for at like six o'clock whenever I get in and watch it. I'm very <laughs> is. The, the longest movie I've ever seen actually came this week, so I kind of prepared myself for it. Four hours is a long time. Ryan, will you watch this in one sitting? I'm going to try. <laughs> Leo, what about you? Same. I mean, I mean, Dave, you and I are, are veterans, and I think Rai, too. We're veterans of the Marvel binges, rewatches, so we, we, I can do four hours. <sighs> um, but I, but my Tom, only concern is... To cut you off. But we're used to binging on good movies. That's exactly. The I was gonna say, yeah, right, right. You, thank you so much for clarifying. I'm like, my only concern is if it's not good, then it's gonna be a painful four hours. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's my, gonna be binging on the prequels. <laughs> yeah. My hope is that it's at least watch. No, I'm, I'm I'm sure it'll be watchable because we watch all this shit, good or bad. I mean, that that all jokes aside, it's not very Snyder stuff is not very good, but comic book stuff, we sit there and we just deal with it. I just hope it's at least decent. That's all I'm asking for. If it's yeah. decent, that's all I can ask for. Then we can just start talking about people overthinking it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. So I uh, will say that because of this episode that we're recording right now, like I, it stinks because like now I know how good DC storytelling can be, and I'm like, oh, I really want this to be good again. <laughs> it and it's funny because I think they have. I guess what it really aggravates me with the whole Justice League stuff is that they really had stories they could tell that, like you mentioned, that were good. If they took their time and planned this universe out like Marvel, 
they I think they could have done something special and we were left with this and this is all we're getting because even if it is good we ain't getting anything else so we shall see <laughs> but yes Snyder Cut will be available on March 18th on HBO Max so I get your popcorn ready get your I think you're going to need like four course meals to get through the entire four hours so yeah we'll see what happens with that but Let's move on to what we watch this week. And I'm going to get started here. And obviously, WandaVision will be last because there's a lot to talk about this week. <laughs> Ryan, you did see WandaVision, right? I did. Great. All right. So what did we watch? I saw a little documentary that I don't know if you guys have ever heard of. It's called Pumping Iron. Nope. So it, about Arnold it actually is about. So it's not just about <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger, but it's about the bodybuilding industry within the 1970s so it's actually young arnold young lou ferrigno and they had actually it's a bunch of other bodybuilders that are preparing for the mr universe contest and it's arnold's last one but the great thing about it is is that i never thought i never knew about this so i'm glad that i walked in blind there is a there is a huge rivalry between lou ferrigno and arnold schwarzenegger and during the documentary, Schwarzenegger fucks with Ferrigno, and it's actually incredibly fun to see because Schwarzenegger is a straight up dick to Lou Ferrigno. It's actually on Amazon Prime. If you guys get a chance to watch it, I mean, get watch it. It's really entertaining. It's about eighty minutes long, and I gotta say, I think Arnold Schwarzenegger is like has the best physique like of anyone in Hollywood ever. Do you guys, can you guys think of anyone that has like a better physique in his prime than Arnold? The Rock. I guess that would probably be it, right? The closest one. Because Arnold, and I don't even think The Rock is near Arnold. That's how, like, when you watch his doc, that's how incredibly no, ripped like, he is. Because the thing is that, like, like, The Rock was big, right? Don't get me wrong. He was fit. Everyone in the WWE is, is fit. They're athletes. But... Schwarzenegger was like a bodybuilder. Like his competition was to be the most fit. Yep. So I feel like Schwarzenegger must have been a. An, a I guess we don't really appreciate the level of fitness Schwarzenegger really had. Yeah, it's true. Uh, but yeah, no, I saw that, and I also saw the new Jared Leto, Denzel Washington, and Rami Malek movie, The Little Things, on HBO, and it is so. It's a script from 1990. And it very much feels like a movie from the 1990s. Mm. Um, that can be a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> I liked it. I can understand if people will go into that movie thinking that they're going to get everything answered for them. They're going to leave very upset. So that's kind of all I'll say. Performance-wise, Jared Leto is. It makes me sad that uh, people think he's not a good actor. Because it, yeah. it, it, he is so good in this. And he's only in it for about an hour. So he comes in about an hour in. Scores incredible, really, really good stuff. Uh, performances wise, like I mentioned, Jared Leto's great. Rami Malek, Rami Malek is great. Denzel's great as always. Um, but yeah, man, like Jared Leto's so good, and it's it's a shame that DC fans don't know what a good Jared Leto performance is. Um, I also saw Saint Maud, which Leo, you're out already because it's a horror movie. Well, how horror are we talking though? Have like you seen how... Have you seen Hereditary? Uh, no. I saw Midsummer, but no, not Hereditary. No. Oh, so you did. Mids- you did see Midsummer, right? Yeah. So, what did you think of that, like pacing wise? 
Jason Wise, it was cool. Like it's uh, I, I, it's funny because like the more I think I after like listening to certain like lists that we made earlier about horror movies, like I do have some horror under my belt. It's just I don't really gravitate towards it. Okay, but um, so this is horror. How horror though? So like, same mod talking? is same mod is pretty much about um, cerebrally paced like hereditary and midsummer like it's very slow pace and it's visually horrific like in terms of there's a lot of visuals in it that you're like oh my god it's creepy but it's mostly about a girl who has a traumatic experience at the beginning of the movie and just becomes one with faith and it kind of shows like what happens when you become obsessed with faith and you lose yourself Ooh, this sounds dope and it oh. she she has this there's Dave. a yeah. You should go to business making taglines for movies. Like, <laughs> I think Ryan and I are so sold. Whereas before, I'm like, I don't want to see this crap. Like I'm like, oh, I need to see this now. <laughs> like I'm telling any because a few people saw my 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 small review on on Twitter and they reached out to me and they're like, would I like this? And I'm like, I I don't know. It's if and I always then I bring up Hereditary, Midsommar, like stuff like that. I'm like, if you can deal with the pacing not being. You know, it's not a bloody movie by any means, stretch of the imagination. It's very cerebral in what it's doing. But if you get the themes from it, it's actually very, very, very haunting. It's so good. And it has the best gift of them all. It's only 84 minutes. So just for being 84 minutes, it, it wins for me. And oh, it's, it's an A24 movie. Yeah, it's an A24. That's what drew Dude, me. Dude, yeah, yeah. This, that's, that's what drew me in, too. I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. Okay. And then um, the last thing I saw that I wanted to touch on was uh, Once Upon a Time in America. It's the longest movie I have ever seen in my life. It's actually longer than the Lord of the Rings special edition. So Is that even a movie at that point? <laughs> yeah, so it's with Robert De Niro, James Woods, Joe Pesci. Uh, it's Sergio Leone's uh, last movie before he passed away. And it's pretty much about... Uh, it's a gangster flick, but it touches of them when they were kids all the way down to when they were adults and old men. Uh, it's it's long. It's How long. How long is it? It's four hours and I think 21 minutes. Damn. Wow. Yeah. So I did two sittings. I couldn't do it at <laughs> one. So I did two, 211 and 211 to get through it, but it's really good. Uh, I do recommend it. It's just you're not going to watch it at one time so gotcha yeah and then i saw wandavision and then we'll talk about wandavision in a second so ryan what do you got i really only have one night in miami oh what do you think oh i dug it a lot I yes it was really well done i love the story i just love how it was done um have you seen and one night in miami uh Leo no, yet? I, I no I haven't, I haven't seen it yet no it's on it's on amazon as well it's it I is, highly recommend it. Yeah, it's it was my number six of last year. It's so fucking good, so so good. Uh, what do you see this week, Leo? Uh, so I'll start my list off as we ended last week's episode. Uh, I went right after we recorded and watched uh, Fighting with My Family. Yes. Um, it was so good. Um, and I didn't know it was a biopic. I didn't know it was like a bit loosely based or, or really closely based to to pages career and and i guess coming up i didn't know the cast was that stacked we have uh we had our uh i guess dave dave and i's like little uh new marvel like sweetheart uh pew florence, florence pew, pew. In it. let me tell you something like i am so glad they were able to get florence pew before she exploded before she because exploded, i right? and it wasn't even before marvel i love 
Florence Pugh. Like, I'm not really big on Midsommar, but we can all admit, anyone that's seen it, she is incredible in Midsommar. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, because it's like, it's one of those things where I'm like, we, I, I, I don't want to jinx anything or anything, yeah. but it's like, we have like a like Academy Award nominated actress, potentially. <laughs> um, no, really good movie. I loved it. I told Dave and Ryan after I finished watching it, I'm like, uh, this is not the WWE studio movie that I was expecting. I was always expecting like the the Steve Austin led movies, the John Cena led movies, or it's like, they just feel so gimmicky. This movie had so much heart. Um, Vince Vaughn. Yeah. Really awesome mm-hmm. Vince Vaughn. <laughs> yes. So I, to answer what you said, uh, I guess Ryan could obviously chime in as well, since you know, Paige's story as well. So I would go with loosely based because there are some continuity things off there yeah they never really touch on her winning the nxt women's title which is a big deal because i think she was the first women's nxt champion and youngest probably right and youngest yeah so the problem with that is it would have just made the movie like two hours so i think leaving it out was fine i was there when she debuted too when she won the so the end of the movie so the end of the movie i was there when the real page one, I was in New Orleans for that for that night when she appeared, That's and the so... and the entire fucking crowd went ape shit when she appeared because everyone knew who she was and how big she exploded in NXT. So if uh, and then her career ended, she doesn't wrestle anymore. She had a really bad right, neck injury. Yeah, injury, yeah. yeah. So it's funny as I'm watching. So it's because of the fact that this happened so close to our time. Like after I saw the scene play out on the movie, like I went to YouTube and I'm like, let me see Paige's premiere. And like, and that's kind of where I noticed it was like loosely based. It wasn't like exactly recreated. Um, but then I started reading up on Paige's career, and I'm like, oh wow, so this is actually pretty, pretty legitimate. Like, it's I mean, gr- granted, it's ad- adapt- adapted for movies and stuff, so whatever. But really, really awesome film. Um, nice. it, it had a lot of heart, a lot of good performances. I really recommend it. It's not, it's not at all the, the uh, the super macho uh, WWE movie of like so the what, early. So early what you're movie. saying, Leo, is you don't like the Marine. Uh, <laughs> or the condemned <laughs> or the condemned or the condemned <laughs> yeah no i i no i love the, the steam like, stone cold steve austin was fantastic i love the dude but when he started making movies i'm like now that you're making it feel more <laughs> fake than wrestling really is <laughs> real quick dave What's i'm up? not sure if you noticed in the one scene right when the tryouts are happening and vince vaughn's calling everyone up i'm pretty sure there's like a little uh, shout out to Pete Dunn because there's a dude in yeah. like the same yep. kind of. Vest I thought I thought wears. this. Yeah, I thought the same thing. Yeah, I remember <laughs> when I saw that. And by the way, it was actually written, I think, written or directed by the creator of the British Office. Oh wow. shoot! Yep. Interesting. Yep. So, uh, when I first saw it, he did a Q and A and talked about like how he's a wrestling fan and all that stuff. So, no, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, definitely loved it. I I also rewatched because of our lists. I rewatched uh, the Sandlot. Um, it's again. It, it, I think the movie it didn't really mess around too much on my list or anything. It's still where it, where it used to be. It's a it's a nice movie. It's fun. It's 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 funny. It's iconic, but it's just not really my cup of tea. Um, they're like meh. Um, uh, Bridgerton. I went through the whole show. Um, it's Dave. It's not as good as Gossip Girl. So oh, if you if that. you are looking into it, I'm like it's it's Gossip Girl E, where someone is writing about like the whole town and everything, and it's and it's and it's also capturing the whole the Crown vibe and Downton Abbey vibe. Yeah, but it's not as good as Gossip Girl was. 
Yeah, I, um, I was I was only gonna watch it if uh, Jenny watches it, and if I happen to be in the same room as her when she's watching it. <laughs> yeah, it really, honestly, it really didn't interest me. I just saw that it was like crazy hype for it, and I just there is, yeah, there was a lot of hype for it, which is like ultimately that's kind of like what what kind of like made me want to jump on and see what the hype was about because most of the hype shows I can see what the hype's about. The only ones that so far have let me down are Bridgerton and how um uh, the Handmaid's Tale. Was the only two hype shows. I'm that kind glad of- you said that because I saw The Handmaid's Tale because Jenny was like obsessed with it. So I was like, you know what? Let me give this a shot. And I, yeah, I don't get it. It's fine. It's Casey fine. Loves it. Really? Have you seen it, Ray? I've seen a couple episodes and I agree with you. It's fine, but I'm not going to jump yeah, into I'm, it. I'm on the same boat. So, Leo, I agree with you 100%. Uh, and I also ended up uh, catching up, I guess, on the new Batwoman. Uh, Thoughts? So I. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 no. So look, like, like, I, I, I do like the new cast, right? The new, the new Batwoman. I think she's better. Um, there's just something I look. All three of us are are, are about to record an episode about, about like Batman, Superman, DC heavy lists are yep. gonna be in our in our films, and we know the mythos of Batman's character. Every time they try to show me that any person off the street can replicate Batman, I get annoyed. And Kate Kane was a really tough toe to swallow as like, you know, she was raised by military, military brat. I'm like, okay, I can kind of see it. But now this new chick, I'm like, all right, now anyone, anyone can be a bat person. Anyone, literally. As long as you don't talk about Carrie Kelly, we're okay. Uh, Well, we'll get into Carrie Kelly later on. (laughs) But no, no, I mean, like, the show's okay. The writing didn't really improve too much. Uh, I'm going to watch the show, but um, it's still, it's, it's, it's better than last season. Yeah. I mean, it's not a long stretch there, but. Uh, and then I also watched, uh, and this is a perfect, like, uh, DC still. Uh, I watched the uh, Batman Death in the Family. And I'll, I'll just co-sign exactly what you two both said. I did not, I, there was a waste of my time. Yeah, I saved, I saw it too, but I wanted to save it for the list. Yeah. So yeah, we'll definitely talk about that. All right, awesome. So now we can talk about Wandavision. Wandavision, uh, Marvel. <laughs> I feel like I feel like this is it, this is its own segment every week now. Yeah, um, you know Wandavision theme song now. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to say that I think this is the best episode so far. Yep. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. And I also want to say I hope you guys co-sign that those first five minutes of the episode were some of the best Marvel th- stuff they've ever done. In terms of like maybe like top twenty five, top thirty, because of the fact that like you've never, and I don't know if you guys realize this too, you've never seen anyone come back from dust. You've only seen them just there. I don't know so if we, you're... yeah, it was like we we kind of got an allusion to this moment in Far From Home a little bit. We saw like a little clip, bit, yeah, kids popping back up in like in the middle of a gym or something. This was so fleshed out and yep. so well filmed, like yeah. And I think that this episode is the first time that we know what's going on. What's we kind of know what's going on. Mm-hmm. So I noticed that this episode had a connection to Emin and the Wasp, Captain yeah. Marvel, and everyone's favorite movie, Thor. So <laughs> the Dark World. Let me let me rephrase that. Thor: The Dark World. So I'll just start off with Rye. Overall thoughts. Awesome from beginning to end. I was invested. Um, I love how they explained a lot, a lot of stuff, yet there's still a lot, a lot of mystery. 
um, that vision sequence where she sees him, how he's supposed to be, was awesome. And Casey said said that scared her for a second. Um, but yeah, no, just awesome all around. Same with me. Uh, that when it first thing when it first popped up, I was like, oh shit. Uh, Leo, <laughs> thoughts? Yeah, no, I I loved it. I agree with you both. It's I think it's the best episode so far, which is fantastic because we're only four episodes in, so it's halfway there, right? Um, but I I love the like the the clever changes they do with like the way it's shot, like the TV episode episodes where like like they were like the regular um, yeah the aspect uh, ratio, ratio. Yep. aspect ratio, and now we're going now we're getting into like MCU movies with like widescreen being played more with. Um, I also call. I noticed the callouts to like this might be the most MCU packed anything other than Endgame. Like, there's references to Ant Man and the Wasp, to Captain Marvel, to Age of Ultron, to Far From Home, to Infinity War and Endgame. Like, this was like so much MCU. I'm like, geez, man, this was like the the big uh, cherry on top of watching ten years worth of movies. Yeah, I think that's that's the benefit that we. We have all this great knowledge from watching for the 10 years. And we kind of like, oh, my God, this is from here. This is from here. We're like Leo in, in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. Like, I got that reference. Oh, I got <laughs> So I guess uh, we can start up by the- some theories. Like, I-, I saved it for the podcast. But is Wanda the big bad here? I'm glad you brought that up because I remember when you mentioned it last week. Like, it was it was like a. A potential, like you know, when people are creating like their theories, like just like like Agent Wu did, when he puts like the pictures on the wall and you start yeah. like connecting the strings. Like last week, it was it was on the wall, but we weren't paying too much attention to it. Right now, it's on the wall with a giant circle around it. Like, Dave. like I think she may be the bad, big bad that leads to Doctor Strange and the multiverse. Like she is the bad in that movie. Dude, I would love it. It would be so perfect. Uh, I can see it. I. It could be that. I also noticed, and I'm sure you guys noticed too, on the wall when they're putting all the actors' name, the only one that doesn't have one is um uh Agnes. Agnes. So Agnes does have it, but the camera never shows the zoom in. It's oh, like cut she? off on the okay. left side. Okay. It's on the wall, but it's on the left hand side and you never see anything. I think you're onto something though. I think the fact that they don't make a specific point of showing us what her name is or zooming into it. It means there's gonna there's more there's more at play with her character. Yeah, I I I don't know. It just seems like they they're very discreet. And you know Kevin Feige, everything happens for a reason. I think there's a reason that he's just not talking about her. Uh, yeah. Any theories that you came up with this week, guys? No, like I said, I'm just enjoying the ride. By the way, West uh, was it Westview is West. actually a place in New Jersey. It's a little section in my my hometown, Richfield Park. Oh, shoot. So I was I was talking to Jen when it happened. I'm like, is there a Westview, New Jersey? Because I've never <laughs> heard of it before. Um, And I'm trying to think of anything else we can touch on. I love Monica Rambeau. She's fantastic. I'm yeah, that was a perfect little Easter egg for anyone that enjoyed Captain Marvel. And, and, uh, and we have next week is the halfway point because we have nine episodes. Oh, Kat Dennings is fantastic, by the way. What'd you say, Oh, right? my gosh. So fantastic. Kat Dennings is fantastic. Oh, my gosh. She's great. She's great. And I'm... For, for, for any fans that were, like, bummed out about, like, this whole, like, 30-minute episodes, 30-minute episodes, uh, Feige has gone on record to say that as the, as the show gets away from the sitcom world and into the real world, the episode's length is going to get a little longer. So we might get more of an episode than just 30 minutes going forward. I suspect that because this week was one minute longer. 
Yeah, little so, by little. It's little, little by, by little. little. Like, yeah. And the great part about this is we have five episodes left. That means that by the time this is done, we are only, I think, a week or two away from uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And where and we still don't have any word on Black Widow. Um, no, <laughs> no. Okay, yeah. I, I they I th- listen. I'm not gonna pay. I actually, you know, I may pay the thirty dollars if if it is gonna be on Disney Plus. I just want to see it. I I I think they should just do the thirty dollars and in theaters and call it a day. That's kind of where I'm at. It's it's to the point that you're gonna stop. People are not gonna care after a while. So. I just want to see it, and it looks good, so I'm just hoping that that's where they end up going. Uh, and anything else that you guys want to add regarding that? Mm-hmm. All right, oh, great. Fantastic. So, great. So that wraps it up for the news and what we watched this week. Let's get into the list, guys. Best and worst comic book animated films, and I made yeah. sure we said com- I said comic book because if not, we would have had to include the Incredibles. So I wanted to actually do keep this comic book directly so let's start off with our worst and i'll kick it off with my five worst and ryan and leo you can just tell me how wrong i am (laughs) (laughs) so i cheated for number five batman unlimited every single entry (laughs) (laughs) because have you guys ever seen batman unlimited no so batman unlimited essentially was like selling toys and it kind of really set itself on only pushing toys and pushing story. And that was that was, like with Batman versus Dracula and stuff. That's when they had like, um, kind of like robots. Ah, uh, it's like hey, even the bat symbol on this guy's suit is like. Terrible. There's one called Batman Unlimited Mechs versus Mutants. That's to, to show as an example of one. They were like around 2016, 2015. It just wasn't good in terms of storytelling or anything they was trying to do. Next thing up, Son of Batman. What? Really? Are you nuts? Yeah. Okay. I was. <laughs> Go ahead, Rice. Kill me. What the fuck is wrong with you? You're fucking insane. <laughs> and Leo dropped an F bomb. <laughs> I know. I've never seen him drop an F bomb before. This is warranty. <laughs> I (laughs) so going to my handy dandy RT meter. This is only sixty four percent on RT, also, so it's not like it's universally praised. Fair, fair, fair. I find Damien very annoying in here. Hell no. I think Ryan, you want to like kill me? I think. (laughs) I just think you're really wrong here. This is just not the Damien that I like at all. So it just really didn't work for me at in, at all. You're gonna hate my list then. <laughs> um, next up, I don't know. I don't know if I should continue, guys. You kind of. I mean, look, me. there, there's there's like I, I just I there's like a handful. I don't think you have any of the top movies other than that one in your list. No. Next up, Batman: Death in the Family. Okay. Agreed. So why we're back. Do, we're back. We're back. So back. why <laughs> so why is it so bad for me? The reason it's so bad for me is because kind of something Ryan nailed on last week. I watched this movie and, and about 25 minutes in I texted Ryan and I'm like, "Ryan, you're 100% right. I feel like this is just retelling a better movie." And it for is. and for that, it doesn't work for me because like Ryan Ryan said, it's like fill in, it's plug and play. 
Red Hood with little stories in between, and for that, it just doesn't work for me. Number two. What did you think of the stories afterward? Oh, I hated them. Did you like them? I like the one at the very end. Yeah, I just I, I wasn't into it at all. Uh, number two, and this number two and number one are two of my most anticipated animated films. And I can't say they're, I can't say number two is bad. I just hate what they did with the actual story, and that's Batman number two. I think we have the same number two. So for me, number two is Batman Hush. Oh, we don't have the number two. Oh. Okay. So I would love a Batman Hush movie where Hush is the villain. Mm. And for anyone that hasn't seen it, they change who the villain is, and it's not Hush; it's the Riddler. And it that alone took me out of it because Hush is one of my favorite uh, stories. So yeah. for them to do that when people were longing for the animated film version of this, it kind of really rubbed me the wrong way. But nothing rubbed me the wrong way more than my number one. But I'll hold on to it because I think you guys may have it as well. Ryan, what's mm-hmm. your five through two? Do Leo next because my two and one are related. Okay. Yeah, no. Yeah, do me next. Uh, my number five – well, my honorable mentions of movies that I just I think are terrible um, – Ryan might not be cool with one of my honorable mentions, uh, Justice League versus The Fatal Five. No, I can see it. Yeah, I was, it, it, there's not enough Justice League for me. Not enough of like my, my favorite characters. Is, like, is, yeah, uh, I just didn't get into it. Is Son of Batman on your honorable mentions, Leo? Hell no, it's not on my honorable <laughs> mentions list. Uh, my other honorable mention is Next Avengers Heroes of Tomorrow. That sounds uh, not good. Yeah, it's one of those like Marvel tried just adding like a new generation of like kiddish characters to be the Avengers. They fight Ultron. It's it's not it's not good. It's it's again, it shows why DC is so good at their animated games. Uh, my number 5 of worst is Batman Death in the Family. Uh, I just saw it yesterday literally and it's everything you guys have said. It, it felt like it's like a a recap like you know when you're watching a, a TV show and it's like previously on so I felt like I was watching that. It was like previously on Batman movies. This is everything that happened in Under the Red Hood. I'm like, now we all ask you, did you like any of the stories? It was okay. It was. It wasn't enough to make it this like its own movie. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, my number four is Batman: Bad Blood. Oh, I. It almost made my list. Yeah. I, yeah. 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 I guess that's why it didn't make my list because it was just meh. It was meh, yeah. Like again, it wasn't. It wasn't like it's. I went into it very excited. Like when we get to the good list, we'll realize just how strong that the good movies are. Um, and I was expecting more from it. It just, I just, yeah, I couldn't get really too invested into I, it. I will say the reason that I actually watched it in the first place is because uh, shout out and Leo knows these cons, uh, these panels very well. Shout out to the DC animated. Uh, NYCC panels because they hype everything out to make it seem like it's the best thing ever. Yes, and yes. Um, they made Bad Blood sound really, really good, and it just was meh. It was meh. Absolutely. I'm blanking. What's the story in Bad Blood? Uh, about Batwoman. It's a. Uh, That's right. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a. Eh. Um, it looked cool. I, I was. I think, I think it's like one of those moments also where like they started they tried expanding the Bat world too aggressively too quickly. Like Batwoman was introduced, a Batwing was introduced. I'm like, ah, uh, all right, maybe, you, maybe you, too much. You know what the funny thing is? That's a hundred percent on RT. That's yeah, yeah. Eh. I do feel that was the best telling of uh, Batwoman, though. 
so in the so far. Yeah, yeah, in the limited, absolutely. Uh, I agree. I agree. Uh, it just I, for me, it's still like it's not one of my most. I won't. I won't go into it. I think too for me is they made when I was at the panel, they made it seem like Batman was going to be a big part of it, and he's not at all. <laughs> uh, next up, I have Justice League: Gods and Monsters. What? I love that movie. Uh, <laughs> yes. I like that movie. Yeah, no. I, again, like these, like it's just maybe not enough Justice League for me. Um, and my number two is Batman: The Killing Joke. Hold your thoughts. I'll hold my thoughts. Hold your thoughts. Go ahead, Ry. Uh, my honorable mention is Death in the Family. Um, you got. We all said it already. Uh, number five, Batman: Sub Zero. Just it shows what happens in the anime universe uh, when Bruce Tim is involved. Um, there's not, not that great of a. You're gonna you're uh, gonna hate my best list, right? <laughs> yeah, you don't have son. You put son of Batman on your worst list. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. you're you're, you're wild. <laughs> um, next up, Superman, Batman, Public Enemies. Just a boring story, in my opinion. Good, good call out. Yeah, yeah. Um, Superman, Doomsday. Just a just bad. Yeah, because they actually did it better like two years two years ago. Yeah. Number two. Batman Mystery of Batwoman. My yeah. biggest problem with this, and this is why it's related to my number one, they allude to a Bruce and Barbara relationship. Interesting. Because uh, they're on the phone, and she's like, I hope to see you soon. And she's oh like, Oh my gosh, you're right. Yeah, so when I see that, I'm like, Oh crap. And my, can I just do my number one? Yeah, because that's my number one, and Leo's number two. My number one is Killing Joke. This should have been so much better. Like, and it sucks because the last half, when they actually get to the story, is very good. Yeah. But that very beginning is just so unnecessary. Like, what they should have done is do the killing joke in the very beginning, and then have Barbara go from uh, being Barbara to the, uh, the Oracle. Thank you. Yeah, I would have actually liked if they would have. Listen, sometimes movies can't be long. It's okay if this was just an hour. It didn't need to be an hour and 20, an hour and 30 minutes. It just destroyed her her character in the span of 25, 30 minutes. And it just, like like Rye said, it's very, very good when it's the actual killing joke. Like, I can actually watch that aspect of it. But when you're talking in terms of a whole, I wouldn't say this is the worst one. But I would say it's absolutely the most disappointing one, and that's why it hits my number one. Yeah, um, and and it's I mean it's, it's my number two. It's not my number one. I the same disappointment was for me too. I think like uh, so my number one is actually Batman and Harley Quinn. That's get my the fuck one. out of here. That's <laughs> yes, that's my number one. No, that's my number one, bro. It's like, this movie was unnecessary. I, this was it was just, so like, much fun. It was a cute movie, bro, but it was simply just trying to like. It, this was like literally made just to make money. This wasn't to I, tell. I, this I wasn't agree. to tell a I good think story. This is a jumping point for the Harley Quinn TV series, although they, it's not related. You, you didn't need a jumping off point for Harley Quinn to get her own TV show. She's Touché. been like the top of like comic book sales for DC like the last fifteen years. Yeah, but the fucking TV producers didn't know that they needed to see that she can stand on her own without a Joker, and that's what that this, movie showed. This, this movie was simply just because, like, hey, you know what? Like Batman's gonna sell. Harley Quinn's gonna sell. Let's just find a ridiculous reason for them to make a movie together. I'm like, yeah, all right, whatever. I, 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 I 
it was it was cute. It had heart, but I just felt like this was one of the most gimmicky forced movies, considering all everything DC can do. I'm... Like DC can make really good writing, really good story arcs. Batman and Harley Quinn just felt like it was a cash grab. Another but, shout out to NYCC DC animated panel because they really hyped <laughs> me up on Batman and Harley Quinn. <laughs> but from, from movies that disappointed us, we can go on to movies that, on the other hand, made us believe in e- happiness again. Exactly. So I will do my 15 through 6. I have no honorable mentions since Ryan wanted us to do 15. I felt like not doing any honorable mentions on this one. <laughs> so... My number 15 is Batman and Mr. Freeze Sub-Zero. 92% on RT, Ryan, so bite me. Still boring. Still boring. I agree with Ryan on this one. I'm like, meh. I'm just a sucker for any Batman the Animated Series content, and I actually don't mind it. Is it Heart of Ice? Absolutely not. Not at all. Not at all. Heart of Ice is, I wish I could include it in this list. Yeah, um, right. I, I would watch from Heart of Ice on repeat. So yeah, that I wouldn't yeah. have to watch some of this stuff. So, but no, I actually do enjoy a lot Batman and Mr. Free Sub Zero. It's, it's, like I said, it's not on the level of another movie on this list, but in terms of animated films, I enjoy it quite a bit. Next up for me is Batman Assault on Arkham. Nice. That's low. I was waiting. I was. Wait- I thought it was gonna be from Ryan. <laughs> that it was. Too low. <laughs> you have son of Batman on your worst list. I don't know what to. <laughs> <laughs> there is one coming up, right? That I know it's not gonna be on any of your lists, and I think you're gonna question me for it. But I actually love the originality of it, and I, even though it's a, I think I know what it is actually. But I, I think I know what it is too. And it's a very very small book, but I loved it when because I never read the book. So when I saw the, I just went in blind on the movie, and I was so interested. And with certain twists that the movie has, I was really entertained by it. So my next up for me, and this is not it, but next up for me is the death of Superman. Okay. Ooh, nice one, nice one. I think they did it like what Ryan said with Doomsday. Doomsday is terrible. Uh, this makes up for it. I think this tells the story more true to the comic, and that's what I need with these these animated films, especially to be more true from the comics, since they can get away with a lot more with these animated films. Um and yeah, it's the only Superman, well, kind of Superman story you'll see on this list. Number twelve, this is the one I'm talking about: Batman Gotham by Gaslight. Is this the? Uh, oh, I like that one. That's a good one. That's okay. So for me, it's like, what if Batman lived during Jack the Ripper during that era? Mm-hmm. And you find out when you find out who the killer is at the end of the movie, it's kind of like, oh shit, I actually never thought of that. When you rewatch it, you kind of see things pointing in that direction. But I just love taking Batman and just throwing him in that era. And it just worked for me. I really did enjoy it. Number 11. He, it, that be- story, do any of you guys remember where Bruce Wayne goes through time? In which show? <laughs> no, it was the book. Oh. I don't remember. Oh, I'm trying to remember. He was hit with Omega Beams and sent him through time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I remember that storyline. Wasn't that during... It was in Crisis, or was it later? I think it was later. Was it the Mobius chair I think had to play a part in it? Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. I have to reread. Um, next up for me, now it kind of gets into, like, of course they're on this list. Uh, Batman Year One. Nice. Low, like, but nice. One of my favorite uh, Frank Miller stories. Not my favorite Frank Miller story. You'll find that one later. Uh, but just seeing, and ironically... The guy that plays Batman in this film turned out to be Commissioner Gordon in Gotham. Fine. And 
who plays Commissioner Gordon in this movie? None other than Walter White, Brian Cranston. So really, really solid stuff. My number 10, the most meta movie of the bunch, the most fun movie of the bunch in terms of outside of an, outside of one other movie here. Uh, Teen Titans go to the movies. I had such a good time with this movie. And I think we spoke off, off the air about, the, about this, that you guys were surprised that this was on my list. Yeah, a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. yeah. Have you guys seen it? Or Yeah. I'm surprised that you guys didn't love it as much as I did. I really do. Really not do not more than the other stuff on this list. Yeah. No, yeah. All right. And then to finish up, my number nine, I rewatched it this week, and it cemented its place on it. Batman Beyond the Return of the Joker. Nice. Good movie. Yeah, so good. So good. And they made Tim Drake interesting. True. So that's a good thing. Uh, next up, number eight, the Lego Batman movie. Nice. Aw, uh, nice one. I mean, it probably was the best Batman movie in that since The Dark Knight. <laughs> can can you think of a better one, guys, since The Dark Knight? Nope. Yeah. Um next up, Batman Return of the Cape Crusaders. Nice. Nice. So the reason this is on my list and the reason it's high up on my list is because I think you, my, you, Rye, um, myself, we've all kind of joked about how hokey Batman 66 is. This movie just took it to 15 with the hokiness and they played with it and it was so much fun. Shout out to New York Comic Con again because we actually saw this entire movie. I don't know if Leo, you were there that day, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, so we were in New York Comic Con and we got to see this entire movie and it was so much fun. And it was the last time we saw Adam West at a panel, right? Before he passed away. Yeah. 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 And it's actually uh, just for the the throwback allusions to the movies and the different Batman places, like moods that he was in. It was, it was enough for me. Yeah. It was like worth the price of admission. It was fantastic. And finally, my number six, and here comes uh, It's Too Low, Batman Under the Red Hood. Wow. That's no, not too low. I can see it. It's almost I'm, as high five. It's top. 10 I mean, there's someone five. that will probably say it should be number one, but <laughs> really, <laughs> no, there's someone out there. I'm saying. I, I think they would say it's. A, I think it. I think they would say it's the greatest comic book movie of all time. Um, but all jokes aside, the Red Hood story actually is very interesting, despite how others have burned it to the ground. Um, I'm actually very interested because I'm not up to Titans yet, but is he Red Hood yet in Titans? I think so. Wait, so if not this season, I think he's supposed to be coming next season. Yeah, because they just cast... Uh, they just cast... So they already have Grace. Yeah, they have Dick. They have Tim. They just cast Tim. So yeah, no, Red Hood's about to happen next season. So I'm curious at what they do that live action. And I'm also thinking um, that we'll eventually get him in a lot in in a movie so that should i mean but also but going back to the animated it's just very very interesting and the whole concept of the red hood what leads to it you kind of get two stories in one very interesting stuff and i really enjoy it right take it away i have a shit ton of uh honorable mentions <laughs> um i'm actually glad right first off the i'm glad you expanded it to 15 because <laughs> Jeez, bro, there's so many. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was sitting there making this list. I'm like, I, I can't do 10. <laughs> um, Suicide Squad, Hell to Pay. Such a good, fun Suicide Squad movie. Um, number 21. I mean, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Lex, 
I'm just looking at my numbers. Le- Lego Batman movie. Wow, it's uh, not even no. on your list. Oh, uh, my list is so solid, I couldn't. <coughs> uh, next up, Teen Titans go to the movies. Jesus Christ, Ryan. Uh, following with that, going with the Teen Titans, Teen Titans Judas contract. Oh, did it make your list? Uh, I mean, it came close, but I mean, it's a great story. Plus, it has Kevin Smith in it, so it was really <laughs> close. <laughs> Number uh, next up, Batman versus Robin. Oh, nice! Yeah. Uh, Quarter House. I mean, that in Talon. That was so. That was awesome. Uh, next up, Gotham by Gaslight. Uh, next up, unlike uh, Leo, Justice League: Gods and Monsters. Oh, okay. And now it's my actual ones. Number 15. Right. You could have just said every single DC animated movie ever released. There's some quality stuff here, bro. Like, I I have no hate for Ryan. I had just a hard time. I I hate your 15 already, Ryan. Number 15, Son of Batman. (laughs) Nice. Number 14 is a tie. Return of the Cape Crusader and the sequel versus... uh, Batman versus Two Face. So since you have both, so since you have both of them on the uh, pretty much the same spot, who do you? Which one do you like more? I gotta give it to versus Two Face just because they gave. Uh, uh, oh my God, I'm blanking on his name. Lando finally gets to be Two Face. Billy D. Thank you. Uh, next up, Justice League Crisis on Two Earths. Uh, after that, Assault on Arkham. Nice. Oh. Probably the best uh, Suicide Squad movie out there. Until August. It's not, it's not even a debate. It is the greatest <laughs> suicide movie ever. Next up, Justice League Dark. Such a fun movie. So well done. So I wanted fun. to get to it this week, and I didn't have a chance to. Oh, good. Oh, okay. Next up, again, unlike Leo, Batman and Harley Quinn. Like <laughs> I said, a fun movie. Okay. Um, next up after that, uh, started the newer DC animated universe. Justice League War. Such mm-hmm. a good telling of how the Justice League got together. Uh, next up, Under the Red Hood. Wow, you guys have them low. I'm surprised. Yeah, I mean, it's a good story, but the tops are so hard to beat. So let me ask you something. Do you think it's... Has it moved... Like, Dave, you too. Has this movie moved like lower on your list based on, one, the infamous debate that happened on this podcast before my time, and two the crazy retelling of it in Batman Death in the Family. No, it actually never was in my top five. Okay. Yeah, I would say it was never in my top five either. Got it. Number seven, year one. Such a well-done story, and I love it from beginning to end. And number six, The Dark Knight Part One. Dark Knight Returns Part One. Okay. Uh, What about you, Leo? Okay, so honorable mentions. I have um, Judas Contract, Lego Batman, uh, I have Batman Return of the Cape Crusaders. Uh, I, it was just, yeah, that was just a, such a fun, because kind of like David mentioned, like the times that the Batman panel at NYCC misled us. This is one of the times that they undersold and over, over. Oh, over yeah. This is, this is, I, I will say, this is the panel that I started looking at how long panels were. Because I never looked at how long this panel was, was because I didn't think of it. If I yeah. knew, if it would have said two hours, I would have been like, oh my God, they're going to give us the entire movie, which they did. So they're like, we've disappointed you enough. We're just going to give you the entire thing two months early. Yeah, man. And it was good. It was like, I, I wasn't as a big fan of the, of the 66 um, Batman as much as David was, but 
like when I watched this movie at the panel, like it, I, I appreciated it. I really, really like, Oh, you know what, man, this was fun. This was a fun, fun movie. Um, and my other honorable mentions are, I have to give Marvel some love or else we won't <laughs> mention anything, anything Marvel here. Um, planet Hulk and Iron Man and Captain America heroes United. Nice. Um, they were the closest you can think of a Marvel good animated movie. They don't crack the 15 though, but it is what it is. DC just is just they're running the show and it's quality stuff. Uh, my number 15, Batman versus Robin. Nice. My number 14, Death of Superman. Nice. 13, Justice League War. 12, Batman Beyond Return of the Joker. Yes. Hello. <laughs> Um, my number, t- uh, I'm on an 11 right now. Uh, yes. Yeah. All right. Justice League Dark. And my number 10, Son of Batman. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> my number nine, I have Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. Nice. My number eight, Batman The Dark Knight Returns Part One. Real quick, uh, Leo, with the Apocalypse War, how great was that ending? Yo, so it's funny. I I, re- I just rewatched it yesterday as well, and Apocalypse War is like the animated version of Endgame. It gave me every kind of emotional like heartstring in there of like just seeing the Justice League get destroyed, like get so beaten down, and like mm-hmm. the, just how crazy, like maniacal um, Darkseid treated them all. Like, just how fitting he tortured Cyborg and the kryptonite poisoning for Clark. And, yeah, it was it was freaking fantastic, man. It was so, so good. Um, the ending, the very, very ending with, like, um, Flash yeah. and Flashpoint, it gave it that, that complete, like, uh, bookend of, like, the storytelling. Like, oh, okay, this can all go back to that Justice League Flashpoint paradox. Um but it, the, as far as the movie itself, bro, it was fantastic. Like I loved it. I loved it. I, 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 after watching it, I, I had to put it in the top ten because Apocalypse War was really, really good. The only reason it's not in mine because I felt like it's too new. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, and that's that was my thing too. Because I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm going through, I'm going through HBO Max. And I'm like, let me see what I can like put on right now. I'm like, oh, you know what? Let me do. Does this is this a good one? Let me see. Like, is it better than even Justice League Dark? And then, um, and I put it on. I'm like, oh, this is better than, like, I, at least for me, I found it better than Justice League Dark. I agree. And it, and it felt, it, it really did feel like Endgamey. Endgamey, Infinity War. I'm like, whoa, the villain wins. And yeah. he's like crazy as far as how he wins. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I dug it. I dug it. Um, and next up, I have the only Marvel movie <laughs> that, oh, actually, no, not the only Marvel movie, the, the, the obscure Marvel movie, uh, Big Hero 6. That's a Marvel movie. It's a Marvel movie. Yeah, it's it's one. It's an under. It's an underknown. Most people don't realize that it's a it's a Marvel property, Marvel Comics property. The movie was Marvel Studios, um, and it's just part of their manga uh, line. So uh, oh, it's not shit. like it's not like it's not like they're straight up like New York City Spider Man Peter Parker. Um, it's part of their manga line, but Big Hero Six is Marvel. So I'm Even to go- the point where they have their Stan Lee cameo at the end of the movie. So I'm going to take off Sub Zero and put Big Hero Six as my 15 because I love Big Hero Six. Yeah, I've actually never definitely- seen it. Oh, oh it's so it's, good! Uh, you would love it. It's so good. Yeah, you'd love it, dude. And then my I'm on number six now, right? Uh yeah. I believe so. Yeah. 
Yeah, my number six is uh, Batman: The Dark Knight Returns Part Two. Oh my god, it's so long. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. So do you do you want to do uh, five oh, three yeah, two? Oh yeah, yeah. Let, let me go through. Yeah, five. So my number five, and I alluded to this earlier when we we're talking about Apocalypse War. My number five, Justice League: The Flashpoint Paradox. Um, I love that's actually my number five as well, dude. Isn't it? It wasn't it just. It was like exactly what I wanted to see it play out in like on screen. I think everything I had read about. I'm like, whoa. I think. I mean, and we're we're gonna see how right or wrong I am. I think this is unadaptable live action. I yeah yeah, and and I think that's the part. That's the tragedy of it. Is like, damn, I would love to see this. Like, if they could just make this script into live action, I think I would die happy. This is too. This is. Ryan, I think you have more hope than I do. I don't think. This oh, I is, have a ton of hope. Yeah, I think this is just very, very difficult to to adapt well live action. But we are going to find out. So yeah, we are going to find out. And I think this was like a, a just a perfect telling of that iconic story, uh, comic book story, the Flashpoint. Yeah, the Flashpoint crisis. Everything. I was like, I loved it. I loved I, it so much. I will say the only thing I wish and correct. I haven't seen it in about a year. I didn't rewatch it for this time. I just know I, you know, I've loved it since the first time I saw it. Do you wish there was more Martha Wayne as a Joker? Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Thomas Wayne as Batman, like, time made up for that, though. Yeah. I, just, I couldn't yeah. stop, like, just watching Thomas. That uh, end scene with the with the uh, letter. Oh, oh, the le- oh yes. Uh, number My number four, and, and you guys have it lower on your list, but I think I have it higher just because of when I saw it for myself. I have Batman Assault on Arkham mm, as my nice. number four. And it's honestly, it was the, my very first DC animated movie. Oh, okay. Um, so that makes sense. Yeah. I had just, I think I had just like heard about Suicide Squad and everything. And I'm like, oh, you know what? This this movie is on like, it showed up on one of my like, uh, either on cinema or something. And I'm like, oh, let me just check it out. And I'm like, holy crap. Like, this is fantastic. Like, it's so adult oriented. It's not like the, the cartoons of like when I was watching like Channel 11. I'm like, damn, there's like, there's murder. Like, Harley is having sex with people. <laughs> I'm like, this is incredible. But, and, uh, oh, but it's okay. It's not okay when she has sex with Dick Grayson, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, it, was, it was my very first time seeing, uh, I guess, an adult oriented um, uh, DC comic book uh, movie. And I really, I, I, I drank the Kool-Aid. I love it so much. And I started watching everything else. Um, and and then it was equally as heartbreaking when I see the live-action version of this half-assed retelling of what Justice League could have been. Because I'll be honest, man, like I would watch Assault on Arkham over the live-action Suicide Squad movie 10 out of 10 times. Yeah. Um, and my number three is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Wow, I thought I would be your number two. Uh, no, so my number two is one that I guess I I I do think is one of the best uh, DC movies. Um, I have Under the Red Hood. Um, I I thought it was a fantastic story. I've always loved that story from when I heard about it in the comic books of how um, how he's killed because the fans voted him to get killed off. Like he was such an unpopular character in the comic books that. DC Comics let the fans vote the fate of this character, and the fans voted for Joker to kill him. And then him coming back as like this anti-hero, and all of a sudden, everyone's all pro um, Tim. Well, not Tim Drake. Uh, everyone's pro Jason uh, Todd. 
Jason Todd. Yeah, all of a sudden he's one of the more popular DC characters after just getting killed off a few years back. Um, and I mean, we have some supernatural love with uh, with Jensen Ackles playing yeah. the voice. Um, yeah, no, I, I liked actually. I very very much enjoyed it. I rewatched it yesterday as well just to double check to see if it if it did age well for me. Um, and it did. Just that 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 heartbreaking. Um, back and forth at the very end where Jason, where, where, yeah, where Jason tells him like, I don't care that you didn't kill him. Like he should have killed him because of what he did to me. He took me away from you. That should have been the reason that you killed him. Not because of all the other stuff. This is like, he killed me, man. It was, it was, it was heartbreaking. I loved it. I love under the red hood. Who's your favorite Robin? Who's your least favorite Robin? Oh, you gotta go. OG, OG bro. But I, Oh, you know what? Actually it's funny. OG is my number one, but I mean, I love Damien. I love me some Damien. I'll put Damien as number two. Who's your least favorite? I guess it's got to be Todd. Dave? Carrie oh, Kelly. No, no, no. Oh, Carrie Kelly. Carrie Kelly is my least favorite. Carrie Kelly, Kelly is my favorite. And least favorite is Jason, probably. My favorite's uh, Grayson. My least favorite is Drake. Oh, interesting. Because Drake was supposed to be like DC's, like, we'll give you one that's a little bit more acceptable after Todd. <laughs> he wasn't. <laughs> he, becomes, oh, he becomes Red Robin, right? Yeah, something like that. And I think he actually, in one of the stories, he gets transported into the future and becomes Batman Beyond. Oh, wow. Nice. All right. So what do you got, Ry? Uh I got The Dark Knight Part 2. Love the fight between him and Superman. It's done right. Uh... Just every his fight with Joker in the Tunnel of Love, where he finally gives in and breaks the Joker's neck. Ah, amazing! Story he does it though. Hmm. He oh, does yeah, it. Right. He... Sorry, I he, apologize. Yeah, he could have finished the job, which is like kind of cements their relationship that he can never just do the deed. True. I apologize. Um. Next up, uh, I might get it's too low for this one. Uh, I'm sorry. Next up is Return of the Joker. Such a well-done story. Love it, love it, love it. Number three, I might get too low for this one. Mask of the Phantasm. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> great number- original story. Great origin. But I just think it was beat by my two-in-one. Um, What's your two? My number two is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, wow. Then I really need to know what your number one is. You get <laughs> I... I can watch this movie over and over again. Uh, it's just so much fun. Awesome. All right, so I'll run through these quick. Uh, my number five is Flashpoint Paradox. Kind of talked about it already. My number four and number three uh, is Batman The Dark Knight Returns Part 1 is number five, and Part 2 is number three. Uh, I think The Dark Knight Returns is the greatest comic book story I've ever read. I, like I've read it multiple, multiple times, and it never gets old reading it and just doing seeing the internal monologue. Uh, Batman versus Superman. Seeing in that, even you know, we kind of get a poor man's version on the on that Brian seems to like on the uh, on the big <laughs> screen. Um, but this is the Dark Knight Returns. This is the Batman v Superman fight that mm-hmm. we all love, and I just love. And I've never said this before when I shit on Snyder, but like you, you want to use all these comic book lines, but you don't use the line that they say in Dark Knight Returns where. For as long as you live, I want you to remember that I'm the one that beat you. Like, that's the line that you say, nah, I'm good, son. Let me use Martha. I'm good. (laughs) 
Uh, do but you bleed. <laughs> but yeah, it also includes my favorite Robin. I do love Carrie Kelly. I do love everything about her. I want to know why you have such a problem with why? her. Why? Why do you like her so much? She's trash. No, she's not. She starts off like she's a fan. Dick Grayson didn't have all these abilities when he became Robin first. So that's the you... point, though. Like everyone else on this list was trained. They were all children that were trained by Bruce yeah. to become a crime fighter. She was just she's following a him. stupid fangirl yeah. that just happens to fall into this, and all of a With sudden she's parents. a world-class fighter. Yeah, exactly. She doesn't really fight a lot though, in Dark Knight Returns. She just helps. She really is like a side you man. Then be then be like a little like a helper. Don't be side. You're not. You haven't earned the title, Robin. And I think my appreciation for Carrie Kelly grows more with the last Dark Knight Returns three, the Master Race, that she's like experienced now. She's taking care of Bruce, which is really 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 good story. Um, yeah, it's really good stuff. Carrie Kelly is really like really important to that story. But yeah, she uh, that's my number four and three. Number two is Spider Man into the Spider Verse. You win an Oscar, you're automatically top two. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and there's... and this is Marvel doing it right. I mean, Marvel, not MCU, just completely tearing it up and making one of the most original comic book movies of all time. And you know what? And shout out to that call out, Dave, because like if you think about it, like we've always had issues with how Warner Brothers runs DC and how Sony runs Spider Man. Yeah, but they do fantastic work in animation. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah. It seems like the writing squad from the animation to the real life. There you go. Absolutely, Ryan. Absolutely. I'm wondering, though. um, I mean, it's going to be an animated series, but I wonder if What If is going to get it right when when that opens up this year. Uh, Because we've also seen how, I guess, behind the eight ball Marvel is with their animated writing. Yeah, so we shall see. But yes, we've all talked about how great Spider-Man is. And the first, you know... Latino, black Spider-Man, which is fantastic. I think Miles Morales is just as popular as Peter Parker now, thanks to this movie. And I said it at Comic Con. I remember, I remember getting out of that panel at at uh, MSG, and I was like, "This is gonna be big. Let me buy his first appearance, <laughs> just because I want. I just want to own that piece of history." So fast forward like to like a month. No one. I went that that Saturday at Comic Con, which is the busiest day, as Leo can attest. And I went through the entire comic floor, and no one had a copy of Ultimate Fallout number four, which is the first appearance of Bob Morales, to show where he was before this movie. I end up buying a graded copy for like $35, uh, like a month later. Fast forward to just last week. First appearance of Bob Morales is almost a $1,000 book. Holy shit. My co- my copy is about five hundred because I have a, like an eight something on my on my copy, so it's like a five hundred dollar book. But just to show like the the impact that movie has had, and yeah, I guess I'll do my number one. And Leo, I think we have the same number we one. We do, right? we do. I'm looking over my list and I'm like, wait a minute, you didn't say this name, so yeah, I think so, I have number one. So yeah, my number one is Batman: Mask of the Phantasm. Mask of the Phantasm, brother, absolutely. You, yeah. And we get lucky because it not only it's one of the only ones here. I think it is the only one here outside of Spider Verse that had it. Oh, well, on Big Hero Six, that had a theatrical release. So it actually didn't do well in the box office, but it had such a following since the release of the film. And I think it's the best Batman origin story we've seen. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Didn't technically Return of the Joker have a wasn't that in theaters for a little bit? A limited I don't release. Rem- I don't remember. I actually don't remember that well. I I thought it was just a straight to to, to VHS because I remember the VHS cover very well. Um, but yeah, I mean the movies. No, in- no, no, no. I, I, th- uh, I think Ryan, I think I think Ryan. No, I think Ryan. I think you're right because I remember seeing the commercial of Joker turning around and saying, "You can't be too careful with all those weirdos running around." I remember that in a commercial setting though. I meant Killing Joke, not Return of the Joke. I apologize. Uh, oh no, Killing Yo, Killing Joke had a Blu-ray release and a fa- a Fandango release the same day, go. so it wasn't a, a a wide theatrical release. I think only two or three theaters had it. Phantasm so, definitely had the, the wide. Yeah, that one had the wide release and it didn't do too well. But yeah, I love it, and I also love that the twist of who Fan uh, Phantasm is. Fantastic. That's a twist. fantastic oh, twist. Great. great. And the fact that they're still able to sprinkle in the Joker as the main villain of the movie is fantastic. Yeah. Everything about it is fantastic. Do you want to add anything else, Leo? Yeah, because I, I honestly, you know, I, I agree with everything <laughs> you said. I went into the movie not expecting too much Joker at all. Yeah. Because, um, like, you know, this brand new villain that we had just haven't not heard of from the from the TV show. Um, and the movie, yeah, I mean, we were little. We were kids back then. So, obviously, we were going to be on, on board of it. But um it aged really really well i think another part of it that i genuinely love is talking to you two and you two remembering the movie so fondly as well like i thought i was alone with mask of the phantasm and then like other fans come out oh no we loved it too funko pop creates the phantasm pop i'm like oh wow so i guess other people did enjoy this oh, it yeah. wasn't a crazy debacle or a crazy failure um yeah i uh, i i think it's a great story um, and I think just what it symbolized for me personally, I couldn't, I couldn't have another movie above it as number one. Same shock. We haven't gotten a live action version of Phantasm yet. But yeah, please, please don't say that out loud. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If Snyder, if Snyder listens to this episode, <laughs> <laughs> what? No, knowing Snyder, she's going to be like in Snyder cut because everyone else is in Snyder cut. So. True, uh, true. But yeah, what the fuck is your number yeah, one, right? Ryan? I lost track of what movies you said. What's your number one? In my opinion, I'm just going to keep piping it until I say it. Perfect storytelling. My favorite comic book I ever read. Just love it from beginning to end. It is Justice League Flashpoint Paradox. Oh, duh. Okay, okay, yo, okay, 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 cool. It is a fantastic movie, brother. I just love it from beginning to end. I can watch it, like I said, over and over, over again. Um, yeah, and... A little side note, if you want a little continuation of that story, check out uh, the Suicide Squad uh, Hell to Pay. There is a oh, little continuation funny. of it. I was, was going to ask you about it because I, I haven't, I didn't even know it existed until I was like making the list up. Um, is it good? Oh, yeah, it's really good. But Flashpoint Paradox, so well done. Uh, again, I think it's the perfect story. Now, if it's going to work, we're going to see. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that, I think I think that's like we've seen we've seen a version of it with like the like the Flash TV show, and we've we've been let down. But yeah, this cartoon it's it's sad, but it's like this cartoon proves that it can it can happen. The only reason we were let down on the TV show because it should have been the entire season, but it was just an episode. Yeah, it's only one episode. We want more. We want more, Dan. But I, I don't think they could do more because of the potential movie. True. So the movie better not fuck this up. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Who asked Bonds from Leo? <laughs> DC does this, bro. DC. <laughs> this is the kind. This is the kind of freaking emotion I get when we talk about DC, their their successes and their failures. 
Awesome. So great list, guys. That wraps everything up for this week. Until next week, see you at the movies, kids. Mm-hmm.